This is Homicide, Inc. Spots, and I'm your host, Peter Von Gom. In this podcast, we're going to follow a disturbing timeline through the spaced-out life of astronaut Lisa Nowak, the love triangle she found herself in, her complete mental implosion, and the ultimate dismantling of a career that every boy and girl dreams of. It was February 4th, 2007, when Captain Lisa Nowak made a list of things she'd need for the road trip to Orlando, Florida. It was a top-secret mission to confront, apprehend, and according to later testimony by the target, kill her lover's new squeeze, U.S. Air Force Captain Colleen Shipman. The mother of three gassed up her husband's car, got on Interstate 10, and began the drive. It was more than 900 miles to the target. She was due to arrive at the Orlando airport around 1 a.m. on the 5th. She made her way through Texas, Louisiana, Mississippi, and Alabama before slicing through the Florida panhandle and down into Orlando, flying past Disney World on the way. But she didn't have time for games or any Mickey Mouse entertainment. She drove virtually nonstop, for nearly 1,500 kilometers, stopping only for refueling and a brief rest stop. Not that she needed it, because she also packed some adult diapers so as to minimize the need for stops. And she was conditioned for long trips and staying awake. You see, she was a NASA employee, and not just some gigabrained engineer. She had helped pilot the space shuttle Discovery to the International Space Station. She was an astronaut. Nowak arrived at Orlando International Airport early for her appointment. Shipman wasn't due to touch down until a little after 1 a.m., so she waited, patiently. But there was a baggage delay. Around 3.30 a.m., Shipman caught a shuttle bus to the airport parking area. As she made her way to the car, she became aware of someone following her. As she reached her car, she heard footsteps running towards her, and like out of an adrenaline-fueled horror movie, barely got the door closed and locked before a woman in a wig and a trench coat grabbed the door handle and began banging violently on the window. What happened next would change both of their lives forever. When Lisa Nowak started seeing William Offline, she fell hard. When she learned that he was seeing someone else exclusively, and that the love triangle was no more, and that she'd been served her walking papers, she was devastated, then enraged, then vengeful. We've all been there. The guy or the gal you're seeing doesn't want to see you anymore. But instead of doing it gently, they rip your still-beating heart right from your chest Take a big friggin' bite out of it, throw it down the garbage disposal, and flip the switch. That's what it feels like. And that's what ultimately sent Lisa Nowak's rage into orbit. How did Lisa Nowak, a high school valedictorian, Naval Academy graduate, and NASA astronaut, go from being every little girl's role model to a terrifying nutter who drove 900 miles in diapers to get revenge on her lover's girlfriend. Some say working the long hours that NASA demands made her crack. 
Add to that a disintegrating marriage. The unconventional love triangle between the NASA members and Lisa's frightening behavior made headlines all over the world. From astronaut to astronaut became the media's favorite play on words. Sadly, Lisa's dire psychological state was ridiculed and belittled. Here's the story. As a kid, and as all real astronauts will probably tell you, Lisa Nowak would look up at the sky and ponder the universe, the billions of stars, the moon, and the sun. She was excited watching the Apollo 11 moon landing on television in 1969 and seeing those astronauts. She enrolled in the United States Naval Academy, where she dove deep into her studies of aerospace engineering, following it up with a master's degree in aeronautical engineering. In 1996, after a competitive selection process, Nowak's wish came true. She was finally an astronaut. Being an astronaut requires constant learning, researching, training, and of course time. Still, Nowak made sure never to let it compete with her desire to start a family or cultivate a loving relationship. By 2001, she was married to husband Richard, a classmate from the Naval Academy, and pregnant with twins. She was proud of her ability to balance motherhood, romance, and a demanding and stress-filled yet exciting career. On paper, she was living the perfect life. But lust, cravings, impulsiveness, and jealousy were about to tear her world apart. Behind that blissful facade, troubles were bubbling. During an 11-day cold-weather survival training course in Canada with fellow NASA astronauts in 2004, two years before flying into space, Nowak went bananas for William Ophelein. As part of the training, they were dropped off in the wilderness in northern Quebec and had to make their way back on foot. They covered 20 kilometers in 11 days, completing the course and solidifying their feelings for one another. There's one way to keep warm in the frigid Quebec wilderness nights. Unable to hold back, when Nowak and Offline returned to Houston, they began an extramarital affair, which they went to great lengths to keep under the covers. As serving Navy officers, they could have been charged with conduct unbecoming of an officer and a gentleman, which includes adultery. After discovering steamy and astronauty emails between Billy and Lisa, Offline's wife filed for divorce in 2005. With their divorce underway, Nowak found inspiration to leave her spouse too, after 19 years of marriage. It was a painful process to go through, but her hopes of building a life with Offline helped her keep her head above water. Offline moved into a small apartment and gave Nowak a key. That was his first mistake. She left some of her things there, more than just a toothbrush. They were an item, and soon they were spending a lot of time together. Now divorced and free to really spread her wings and express her love for Offline, Nowak was eager for the future ahead. But Billy Offline had other plans. 
He'd just gotten out of a long-term marriage and wasn't about to settle down right away. Enter the love triangle. While Nowak was busy building plans for the two, he was busy making out with an Air Force captain named Colleen Shipman. Like a failed launch into space, her dreams of romance with Opheline particleized into a million pieces. Opheline knew he had gutted her, but he had no idea just how badly he was about to find out. This began Nowak's rudderless spiral back to Earth. Now, Ophline didn't technically cheat on Nowak. He told her straight up that he was falling for Shipman and that the two were now exclusive, so there was no longer room for them to see each other anymore. Nowak understandably felt betrayed, humiliated, and miserable. She began to obsess over it, day in and day out, driving by his apartment at all hours to see if she could spy any unusual cars or activity around the pad. One day, she decided to use the key to Offline's apartment to barge in and snoop around the pad. She came across a batch of emails between Shipman and Offline, with Shipman writing, We'll have to control myself when I see you. First urge will be to rip your clothes off, throw you on the ground, and screw the hell out of you. Not something you want to read when you're on the losing end of a love triangle. Apart from the email she discovered through her snooping, Nowak also discovered that Colleen Shipman was on a flight from Houston to Orlando, and she knew exactly what time she was scheduled to land. She printed those flight details, and that's when, seemingly, something snapped and Lisa Nowak went from astronaut to astronaut. A seemingly healthy, smart, responsible, and talented young astronaut hatched a sinister plan out of jealous rage to confront her nemesis in a violent way. But first, she would need some supplies. She made a list. Rubber tubing. Check. Duct tape. Check. Latex gloves. Check. Heavy drilling hammer. Check. Retractable 8-inch hunting knife. Check. Black leather gloves. Check. Black wig. Check. Hooded tan trench coat. Because she didn't want to look suspicious. Check. A BB gun and ammo. Check. And lastly, pepper spray. Damn. Check. She fueled up and hit the road. Next stop, Orlando. What was she thinking along the way? She had multiple opportunities to just turn around and head back home and get help. She had nearly 18 hours from the time she made her decision to get in that car and commit to the mission to think about her actions and what most likely the ramifications would be had she followed through with it. But come hell or high water, she was a woman on a mission, and nothing was going to change that. A little after midnight, on February 5th, Nowak rolled into the Orlando airport, frantic, sweaty, confused, not to mention clearly unstable, and absolutely exhausted. She parked, put on the wig and trench coat, stuffed the can of pepper spray into the coat pocket, and entered the airport. She watched from the waiting area as Shipman strolled past and over to the baggage claim at around 1 a.m. 
After a lengthy delay due to lost luggage, Shipman finally left the airport with Nowak shadowing her all the way into a shuttle bus, which drove the passengers to the parking lot. Mind you, the astronaut stood out like a sore thumb with the ill-fitting wig and Inspector Gadget trench coat. When Shipman stepped foot on the pavement and made her way towards her car, she noticed Nowak was following her. She picked up her pace and hurried to her car, hoping that the creepy-looking lady wouldn't follow her. To her fright, she did. Nowak shamelessly approached Shipman and asked for a ride, explaining that her boyfriend hadn't shown up to the airport. Shipman slipped into the driver's seat just in time and closed and locked her door. Shipman wisely wasn't willing to let her into the car. She cracked her window and told her she would call for some help. Nowak began crying and then pulled the canister of pepper spray from her pocket. Before Shipman could close her window, Nowak fired the pepper spray into the car and into Shipman's face. Miraculously, she was able to drive away, leaving a frenzied and unchained Nowak behind. She drove to the exit point of the parking lot and phoned the police. Within minutes, officers arrived and spotted Nowak disposing of trash into a dumpster in the parking lot. When questioned and inspected by the responding officers, they discovered hundreds of dollars stashed in her pockets, as well as several printouts from Opheline's email account, along with her array of goodies she had prepared for confronting and apprehending Shipman. And in her car they found a bunch of diapers. What was the deal with the diapers? According to police, when they arrived at the scene, Nowak was in a frazzled state, wearing adult diapers and holding a can of pepper spray. When they asked her why she had diapers on, she answered that it was because she didn't want to make bathroom stops on the way. After all, she had driven 900 miles, virtually non-stop, she was arrested and taken away on charges of attempted kidnapping, battery, attempted vehicle burglary with battery, and destruction of evidence. Later, her lawyers would deny she wore any diapers and reported that the ones found in her car were toddler-sized and were there because she had stashed a few after she had to evacuate her home during hurricane season. Mm-hmm. Whether or not she wore them in a state of madness will probably never know, but what is true is the following Halloween had many adult trick-or-treaters donning NASA coveralls with adult diapers fastened on the outside. Don't believe me? Just do a search. Hey Siri, Lisa Nowak, Halloween costume. Initially, Shipman had no clue who this crazy woman was. Police later informed her that the woman was named Lisa Nowak. And that's when it hit her. She and Offline had once talked about his ex. And she also recalled how one time Offline had mistakenly blurted out, Lisa, in the sack. I'm not making this up, folks. Bill, come on. Rule number one, never, ever use the wrong name. Even in your most out-of-this-world sexcapades. After putting the pieces together, she phoned offline to confirm whether she had reached the right conclusions about this disturbed woman. Meanwhile, Nowak was in police custody. She hadn't calmed down yet, 
If anything, her mental state after the arrest had unraveled further. Mugshots seen around the galaxy showed a broken and disturbed Lisa Nowak. A lot of people speculated that Nowak's career in NASA took a toll on her health. Apart from the long hours, the stress, and the constant work, Nowak had experienced a devastating loss during her career. She lost her close friend, Laurel Clark, in 2003, when the space shuttle Columbia disintegrated upon re-entry into the atmosphere. She would go on to help care for her friend's young child after this tragedy. Despite the psychological screening she went through at the start of her career, no follow-ups were done in the preceding years. Moreover, Nowak probably knew that she would likely lose her spot in the program if she were to complain about any mental instabilities. So she kept quiet. But the silence closed in on her, and it was painful. And many people believe that she snapped as a result of it. In light of this incident, NASA would go on to make changes to their program with annual screenings in mental health of all members in the space program. Now just imagine for a moment. Had she been on the International Space Station along with Bill and confronted him about Colleen, how would that go down in space? Imagine the dust-up on the space station. That would make great headlines. Okay, tangent over. People have also speculated that her 2006 spaceflight had shifted her perception of the world, of life, of her own existence entirely. While there's really no definite explanation as to what really caused her complete and full mental meltdown, perhaps Nowak knew this would likely be her one and only flight into outer space. So many more astronauts were waiting to fly at the time, and she had had a hard time coming down from the high of it. In the 2019 film Lucy in the Sky, loosely based on this crazy off-the-rails escapade, Natalie Portman plays a character based on Nowak. Her character says, I just feel a little off. You go up there, you see the whole universe, and everything here looks so small. Nowak was ultimately charged by prosecutors with attempted kidnapping with intent to inflict bodily harm or terrorize, burglary of a conveyance with a weapon, and battery. The attempted murder charge was dropped. Prosecutors also revealed evidence found on a floppy disk in her car, yes, this is back when people used floppy disks, which included images of a woman in various bondage positions. Now, it's not known if these images or what she had in mind for binding Shipman after abducting her, or just her own personal fetish. Due to her respectable career as a NASA astronaut, her trial, like an orbiting space station, circulated around the Earth. She was the first active astronaut with felony charges. Her legal team filed an insanity plea in return, explaining that she had been suffering from OCD, insomnia, and depression for months before the attack. Shipman testified she was certain Nowak was out to murder her, saying it was in her eyes, she told the court, a blood-chilling expression of limitless rage and glee. Moreover, the incident left Shipman in a state of shock, as it would, 
She suffered from recurring nightmares and dizzying flashbacks that would hit her in the middle of the day. Eventually, Nowak was terminated by NASA a month after the assault on Shipman, and by June of 2007, Nowak was officially released and given an other-than-honorable discharge. The trial was scheduled for December 7, 2009, but one month before, Nowak entered a guilty plea to felony burglary and misdemeanor battery as part of a plea deal. She was sentenced to a year's probation and the two days already served in jail, with no additional jail time. In March 2011, Nowak petitioned the court to seal the record of her criminal proceedings, citing harm to her family and their livelihood. The motion was granted. So, somewhat of a happy ending. And although she did manage to have her criminal case sealed and put in the past, we're sure that the memories of this most bizarre case will live on in infamy, if I have any say in it. Colleen Shipman and Bill Ophelin got married in 2010 and live in Alaska, light years from the scandal that shook NASA and the trio from the Triangle of Love. Lisa Nowak resides quietly in Texas and works in the private sector. Wild, wild, wild. You can't make this stuff up. Well, thank you so very much, as always, for joining me here on the Homicide Inc. podcast. I'd like to invite you to rate the podcast, whether it's on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening from. Be a pal and click the stars and leave a comment if you would. This helps tremendously in getting our podcast into more ears. Thanks very much. Also, make sure you subscribe so you'll get notifications as soon as a new episode is released. And be sure to check out our Patreon campaign for exclusive homiciding podcasts that are available first to patrons. That information is in the description of this podcast. If you have a compelling true crime story you'd like me to consider investigating, please send me an email. And if you'd like to help support the production of the Homicide Inc. podcast, you can always buy us a cup of coffee. Those details are also in the description and on the Homicide Inc. website, where you can hear all the podcasts and see some other good stuff. Thanks so much and see you on the next pod. Ciao for now.